Hello, this is Abby Levine, and welcome to my new show. It's called Levine Intervention, and it's a lightning bolt to the soul offering humor, perspective, and advice to listeners who haven't quite mastered the art of the transition just yet. We're going to take a swan dive into the pool of questions you're too embarrassed to ask your mother. So stay tuned, because do we have a show for you today? Intervention was devised because there's so many transitions in life and we find ourselves needing more or wanting to cut something out or move here, go there. We're always trying to get somewhere. So I kind of felt like it was a topic that we would never really run out of questions about. I'm hosting this show because I have been through a lot of different transitions in my own life and you have to be the judge as to whether or not this is something that you would want to listen to and you feel like you would take a little nugget of advice away from. Today's topic is new body, old life. We're going to delve into the space of what to do when you've managed to adjust your body, but your mind still looks in the mirror and sees your old shape, size, and mentality. So I wanted to do this show because when I was 21, I worried myself into anorexia and Man, when you're in it, you just think there's no getting out. I became a size zero. I'm a size eight to 10 now. So I was about 40 pounds skinnier than I am now. And I thought I looked awesome, by the way. I mean, am I 100% happy every time I look in the mirror now? No. But um, I've learned to have a healthy mentality about it. And I have a little bit of advice to dish out to our guest. If you have a question and you would like to be on the show, whether it's about body image or any other topic you're trying to get from here to there or you want to be somewhere else, you want to do something else, please write me at levineintervention at gmail.com or tweet me a question. I'm at levineintervention. Thanks. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Who will love you? of your energy, your money, your time, your brain space to changing your body. Like you like wake up at 6 a.m. and go to the gym three times a week. Or you skip dessert at dinners and out at birthday parties. Or you suddenly become regimented about doing push-ups before you get in the shower. And then people start commenting and they're like, hey, did you change your hair? 
whoa, nice dress. Oh my gosh, did you change your face cream? And so then you start trying a little bit harder because you're like, all right, this shit's paying off. And then the comments keep coming in until finally one day somebody says, did you lose weight? And you're like, cha-ching. And you have this moment where you have this little shuffle in your step and you're jumping around the city or you're hopping in your car and you're turning the music up really loud and you're like, I am a rock star because you lost a little weight and you feel pretty good. You're feeling like a hot young thing with a new bod and then suddenly you get in a big fight with your roommate about the electric bill. And then your boss reprimands you for being late when in fact you were early. And suddenly it seems like the world is closing in on you. And this time, because you've trained yourself, you don't reach for the haagen or the pepperoni double pizza super slices. This time, you start beating yourself up mentally. No one is ever going to respect me. People don't take me seriously. I don't even deserve a new life. So even though you may be able to resist the physical temptation of overeating and abusing your body, your mind hasn't quite caught up with identifying the new you. So you're still just a loser in a new body. Or maybe you just have decided it's too hard to keep your new bod and you're just going to gain back a few pounds to feel better about yourself because you don't recognize what you have done, only what you haven't done. You know, it's a tough world out there. And there's a lot of things that we have to deal with every day. And keeping your self-esteem high, especially in your body when you're looking at all these images of beautiful people all the time is really not easy. In fact, on dosomething.org, they say, approximately 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies and resort to dieting to achieve their ideal shape. And unfortunately, only 5% of women actually possess the body type often portrayed by Americans in the media. That's crazy. If we're all trying to achieve something that's unachievable, it's like, it's a little crazy making. I also ran across a study at Loyola, which is in California. And I, I found this really, really interesting. So this is how they define negative body image. Negative body image is a distorted perception of your shape. You perceive parts of your body unlike they really are. Or you're convinced that only other people are attractive and your body size or your shape is a sign of personal failure. As if we can control that. I mean, fully. You feel ashamed, self-conscious, and anxious about your body. Or you feel awkward in your body. How many of us can relate to this? Me. Positive body image is, and I mean, honestly, I'm going to read this list. It's four things. Tell me if you've ever thought any of these things. <laughs> I think they're pretty rare. Positive body image is defined as a clear, true perception of your body shape, meaning you see the various parts of your body as they really are. You celebrate and appreciate your natural body shape, and you understand that a person's physical appearance says very little about their character and value as a person. You feel proud and accepting of your unique body and refuse to spend an unreasonable amount of time worrying about food, weight, and calories. Whoa. Okay, I just want to read that one again. You feel proud and accepting of your unique body and refuse to spend an unreasonable amount of time worrying about food, weight, and calories. And then you feel comfortable and confident in your body. 
So um, if we're going by those standards, I think they're pretty unusual to attain. I would love to hear whether or not you can actually relate to some of these things. So you can tweet me at Levine Intervention if you relate to some of these things. The last thing I wanted to kind of shout out before we get to our guest, which is really the reason why we do these shows, is that nationaleatingdisorders.org just did a large-scale survey that concluded that male body image concerns have dramatically increased over the past three decades, from 15% to 43% of men being dissatisfied with their bodies. And those are rates that are comparable to those found in women. So today's guest is going to share his personal journey of weight loss, and he happens to be a man. I like doing stories that are a little bit different than what everybody does. So Phoenix has agreed to join us. He recently has lost between 60 and 80 pounds. His question is, how do I leave the mentality of the heavyweight man I was in the past and adjust to my new dating experience? So if you can relate to this or you want to hear anything else about this, stay tuned. Levine Intervention, coming up with Phoenix. topic is new body old life so we have phoenix here today hi phoenix hi how are you good how are you i am peachy keen super what the <laughs> hell are you doing in the middle of my living room on a wednesday night eating some awesome sushi and talking with you <laughs> yay why did you come here phoenix because you asked me to <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> um pretty much just wanted to share my story with you and you know and get some advice cool well thank you uh, you're actually one of my first guests that i don't actually know that i didn't like pull in and say hey i'm doing a new podcast want to be on it oh cool so you're like my first like real guest yay so thank you very much i appreciate right. you taking coming cherry, out here awesome Huh? I said taking your cherry. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It just got hot in here. Hold on. I have to drink some wine. I just took my cherry. Oh, oh yeah. This is going to be fun. So, darling. Yes, love. Tell me a little bit about you and cover, like, the childhood years. What type of family do you come from? Um, I would say a blended family. Um, stepmother, multiple siblings, Stuff like that. Um, raised partially down south. Um, raised in New York. Um, I was actually a very skinny kid. You were? Okay. And short. <laughs> you got, okay. So when did you start to gain weight? Um, I had a growth spurt around, you know, the puberty age, you know, like 12, 13. And then leveled off around high school because, you know, started doing sports and all that other stuff. Then went to college and focused more on, you know, the head. So the body kind of fell under then hit the freshman 15 and it was a steady increase ever since that's really interesting when you yeah. went to college you focus on your head and then the body kind of took a back seat yeah. to your to your body also i find it interesting how many kids are in your family and where do you fall 
I am the oldest of 14. That is a mother load. And I have to point out how many boys and how many girls? 13 boys, one girl. Did you look that up in the world records of anything yet? Because I do feel like 13 boys has to be some sort of record. Um, I haven't looked it up, but most likely a family in Asia already have us beat. In Asia? <laughs> yeah. Dude, they That's like kill the, the oldest. No way. <laughs> That's what all the record breakers are. They're somewhere in Asia. No, they like kill the firstborn. They're allowed to have one kid there. Now, Georgia, I think, is definitely the place where you have, like, a lot of kids. Well, yeah, because it really isn't most to do down south, but go to church, go to work, and have sex. So, yeah. So how did you grow up? Like, what was the, was there a lot of food? Was there not a lot of food? Like, what was the environment? Um, we did what we had to do to survive. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I can't imagine feeding 14 children. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Nothing in life really is easy. But um, we did it, and there was a lot of love there, and we all have each other. But how does that work, like, seriously? Because I'm the oldest of four kids, and um, I never felt like there was no shortage of food, but there was definitely a struggle to make it to all that food every week that I always sort of, I always, like, felt that, you know? Like, my parents were sacrificing to provide so that we could eat. So I really, for 14 children, like, how does that dinner table look? Very laden. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't have a shortage of food, but it was definitely known that it came with, I don't want to say a struggle, but like you know that your parents did what they could to make sure that you as a child were taken care of. Cool. And um, yeah, it was a lot of appreciation there, and it was it was a great experience, really. And you come, you're like a, a God-loving family. Like, you all have yep. each other's back. And like, Explain that a little bit. Um. <laughs> well, it's not like that. In a lot of places, there's a lot of fighting and crazy well, stuff that goes really on. Ha- I mean, we, we have our fights. Like, we're, we're human. And, you know, we're not always going to get along every day. But overall, it was just really just, you're my brother. I love you. I'm here. And that was pretty much how it was. Okay. Because um, my stepmother, their mother, because we had, you know, blooded family, um, always said that you have your friends and whatnot in the world, but at the end of the day, it's going to be your sibling that has you. Awesome. So always make sure that you have that bond. I love your parents, by the way, because you told me earlier before we started, your parents wanted you raised in Georgia, but educated in New York. Mm-hmm. And so you're the only one of 14 that right. lives in New York. Yeah. Well, Brooklyn. no. They're most of, um, my siblings are in Brooklyn. Oh. Yeah. How many? Um, all of them. All of your kids? All What? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All Wait, of do us. you all live together? No. <laughs> Not at all. Um, only my sister and I sh- cohabitate. Oh, my God, that is so cool. Um, you have a good life. Yeah, I, I would like to think so. Thanks. Right. That's yeah. pretty cool. Which, wait, the one girl lives with you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're pretty special. She picked you to live with. Well, that and, and that I'm gay, so we both can actually have a conversation about penis. <laughs> you're the only gay one out of all of them? Yes, I am. Okay, so she's like, I'm going with the cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so talk to me about your, talk to me about what's going on with your body image. What do you weigh? What did you used to weigh? Um, I was around two. 90 to 300 somewhere in that gap oh yeah i was a big and i was fat uh i was (laughs) i was close to 300 pounds okay if i weren't close to it i was already on it at one point it was i love i love me i love my body if you can't 
accept it, then that's you, whatever. But then I realized that was a bunch of bravado. Um, I looked in the mirror one day and I said, this, this can't happen anymore because I'm killing myself, you know? And then there's also things that I wanted to do in my life that I can't do as a 300-pound actor, um, which was I wanted to play, not wanted, I want to play the role of Marius in Les Miserables. And um, if anybody's familiar with that play, uh, Marius gets carried in the second act. Um, Jean Valjean is not going to carry a 300-pound man in the second act. So I needed to do some things. So when did you start gaining the weight? I would say, well, it already started around college. Like I said, you know, freshman 15 and all the other stuff. But, you know, I was still somewhat active. So it wasn't really like a considerable gain. Um, I would say it was around 2007, maybe eight, when it became something noticeable. You realized that you were putting it on. Yeah. So like the 15 was like, okay, whoa, I, I'm gaining weight because I'm like, do you drink? Was it alcohol weight or food weight or both or and or lazy? Was it alcohol weight, food weight, or lazy weight? All of it. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, because um, I played football back in high school, so it, back then it was eat all you can, bulk up, this, that, and third. And I still had that mentality, but I wasn't playing football, uh-huh. so I was just consuming just to consume because that was my mentality. And right, because it's habit forming. Right, right. And then we're, we're so, so we're really like kind of we're like such robots sometimes, right? right? Like we just get into a certain rhythm and it's hard to get out of it. How long have you been overweight? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I re- yeah, I was 2007. So I was saying around okay. eight years I've been. And oh, how do yeah. you feel carrying that around? Now, because I've dropped about 60 to 80 pounds, I feel great. <laughs> um, before, it was it was quite an ordeal. Um, Put me in your brain. I don't even want to be there sometimes. Uh, <laughs> um, it was just, it was rather uncomfortable. Um, knowing that in order to do certain things, I would need more time than others and things like that and um i mean even the normal mundane things like just keeping yourself clean i mean just Mm. you know you gotta lift up folds and all this other stuff and you know it was daunting right right that's a big deal to have to lift up something to wash it that seems real Mm-hmm. right like a yeah. real uh like a hurdle that you have to get over every morning and you're a good yes, looking guy i have to say uh, thank you you thank don't you. have a face for radio you have a face for tv or or the stage oh thank you you're so, so yourself. how did you lose <laughs> the ability to control what you weighed i kind of don't want to blame my last relationship <laughs> oh yeah just put this shit on somebody else definitely i kind of don't but i believe when when I put myself into that situation, I don't want to completely blame him all the way. Um, when I put myself into that situation and I allowed myself to react in a negative manner, that's mm. when I when when it became more pre- prevalent. I believe I believe that's the word. Yeah. Um, just the whole emotional turmoil thing. Like, I guess instead of being 
more open-minded I, b- I would say to the situation i took it upon my i beat myself up and like what did you say to yourself like oh it's my fault why he's doing abcd what was he doing um i kind of don't want to okay go in well mainly because of the fact that it involves him and since he's not here to yeah yeah, yeah. right um so you know i blamed myself and Sometimes when you blame yourself, you do things to yourself, like, you know, eat that gallon of ice cream. Right. Or you go to Popeye's and you order chicken and shrimp and, 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 and extra biscuits. And, right. <laughs> you know, right. so, yeah. And I heard you did a pre-interview with my awesome producer, Shirley, and I thought this was funny because I could totally relate to this. You're like, I don't cook. I don't, you didn't say it just like this, but you're like, when I make something, I make it. Like, I understand too, right? Like, you don't, you make like a steak and a watercress salad, I think was your example. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I know I complicate every meal that I right. have because yeah. I like it to taste good and right. be good. And yeah, you just I can't have to... just have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. You know, no. it has to be like Asian influenced <laughs> something, you know, like. I just can't have anything simple. So, yeah, when I got into the kitchen, it turned into a Rachel Ray's meets Ina Garten Whoa. type thing. So, yeah. When are we having a dinner party? That's my question. Sure. Let me know when. I'm <laughs> so when did you, like, hit your limit and you're like, I've had enough. Um, I'm, I'm too overweight and I can't deal with this anymore. I started in June of last year. I woke up. I was just starting my job at FedEx and um, I looked in the mirror in my uniform and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and that's when I made a conscious decision that I needed to do something. And I just started from then. And what did you do? Um, right then it was just mainly like portion control, um, doing a little, f- f- a few sit-ups, push-ups, things like that. Um, it wasn't until around four or five months after that, I took a more active part into it and I started um, working out on a regular basis, hired a personal trainer, and then the weight just like melted off. Cool. So your body acts how you treat it. I'm like that too. Like if I abuse it, I get bloaty and fat. And if I mostly take care of myself, I'm mostly pretty good. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that must have felt good. Definitely. Especially... When I dropped down from like a size 50 to like a 40. <laughs> Waist size. Yes. Okay. That was like the best moment for me ever. And, awesome. You know, I did my little happy dance. I was running yeah. around the house. My sister was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I was like, look. And then I did like the um, the old 90s commercials when they yeah. pulled the waistline. And she, and she just shook her head and walked away. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that was a great moment. I feel like it's that Weight Watchers commercial where like the the chick's holding her her like her pants out to the side, yeah. right? Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah. Okay, good. So how what's your goal? Um, I'm around two forty now. I'm trying to get down between one eighty to two hundred. Okay. So you have a ways to go yet for yes, you. Definitely. So are, what are you doing? Are you re- keeping up your routine? For the most part. Um, I've had some medical issues come up, so things had to drop back a little, but I'm still trying to maintain. Okay, good. Well, congratulations, oh, first of you. all. This is huge steps for you. And I think it's really, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, like we have to eat three meals a day. Yeah. Right? And I like to eat. Of course you <laughs> like to eat. Eating's awesome. Definitely. It tastes good. Yes. It feels when good. You make it with bacon. Yes. <laughs> anything in bacon. Yes. Bacon, anything. If you eat bacon without carbs, you're good, basically. By that the way. is true, because it is a protein. 
Yeah. Right. It is a protein. <laughs> so now you know everything. You know you're educated about what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So that is an awesome backstory. Now oh, we know thanks. Phoenix. And I would like to know what your question is and how I can help you. Well, how do I leave the fat boy behind <laughs> and embrace the, I don't want to say skinny, but more, now that there's less of me, what do I do with it? <laughs> okay, good. Good. What are you doing with less of you now? Right. Uh, at the present, really not really doing too much, but just working on my music and my act. And that's well and good. But, you know, there are other aspects to my life, you know? Like, I do want to have a lasting, meaningful relationship. Yeah, kind of want to get out, get back out there. And what do you feel now when you try to get back out there? I, the fat boy still comes up. What does he say to you? That guy would not be interested in you. You know, look at him. He has, like, eight packs and dimples and he looks like Brad Pitt in Fight Club and you know like <laughs> so so why would he be with a fat ass like me exactly right but that's what you want Brad Pitt but you don't think that you could get Brad Pitt in Fight Club right so that's who you're is that who you're attracted to Brad Pitt in Fight Club well yeah or Kelly Lutz in Twilight <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> All right. I had to keep fair it current. Enough, I had to keep enough. it somewhat current, okay, right? Fair enough. Well, we know the gamut now. Well, those are some high standards, Phoenix. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay, well, cool. So do you usually wait for guys to come to you or do you usually go to the guy? Um, A little of both. You know, because sometimes you don't achieve anything unless you go after it. But then sometimes things fall into your lap. So you got to... Can I ask a stupid straight girl question? Sure thing. How does this work in the gay world? I still have no idea. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I don't get it. I mean, I don't really get dating with a boy and a girl and like the rules anyway, by the way. But uh, Same here. Okay. So, yeah. So it goes like, it's not like you wait for the guy to contact you or the guy or you contact the guy. Like, because there's no like male, female until you know. I mean, what, they, that work? They, they try to put like this whole male, female dynamic to it. Um, just to make things easier, they call it like the whole top bottom thing. And honestly, I get a headache every time I think about right. it. It's just so many different dynamics and boxes and just. All right. So yeah. fuck that. So we're not labeling. <laughs> so you're not labeling anything like that anyway. No. Right. So, okay. But in theory though, that makes it a little bit more confusing. Yes, definitely. Because you don't know if you're. A top or a bottom or a, you don't know who to go after the guy anyway. Right. So what are you looking for at this point in your life in terms of dating? Because um, New York is a whole... By the way, New York is kind of like the third character in every show like because I think it's just a unique place to be and the backdrop for yeah. everything. And anybody can listen to this, of course, but, I, but it's like Sex in the City. It was like the backdrop to the whole thing. So like... I'm recently single the second time. The first time I was on a, I was on a rampage and it was like anybody. I was just like, I was getting all the hot young guys. Then I got settled down and then I was like, okay, now I'm actually looking for like a baby daddy. Like I want to have kids <laughs> right. and you can't just, I don't even know how you, you can't bring that up on the first, second, third, fourth date really. So I just want you to know that you're not alone, <laughs> that it's like an art form. Yeah. Right. Anyway. And I completely fail at it. <laughs> how do you fail? Uh, honestly, from my experiences, I think I'm too open and honest. 
Okay. Um, cause I pretty much lay, lay all my cards on the table yeah. and I say, this is what I want. Yeah. And can you, can you give me that? <laughs> I don't mean tomorrow. Get... Right. You know, right. but I guess when they hear it, they're, they're thinking that like, okay, first date, second date, third date marriage. And it's like, no. Right. You just want to make sure that you're going in the right direction. Exactly. Right. Because otherwise you don't have the time right. to waste on anybody. Exactly. Right. But I guess they misconstrue that and they think that I'm some psycho person that's like ready to like chain them to my radiator. <laughs> and like, and that's so far from the case. And then they head for the hills. And do you think that you're more open because you don't have as much self-confidence because of your weight? Like, do you think that this is the thing that you offer? Um, I was always a pretty transparent person. But I feel that maybe because of my weight and my self confidence and things like that, I overcompensated. So I was always I was always the one to quote unquote keep it real. But then mm-hmm. I noticed that as I got larger, my realness became larger as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I w- I went from being you know just regular Phoenix to the sassy fat guy. <laughs> right, right, because you have to compensate, right? Yeah. Like if you're gonna be fat. At least you're going to be funny. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And did that work for you? Um, For a little bit. And... So you're sort of reinventing yourself. Right. So you want to know, like, what, how to become healthy mentally. Right. When you go... So what normally happens on a first or second date? Do you go on dates? Um, not lately. Um, that's more of the fact because I became an uncle recently. So I've been like doting all of my time. She's oh, the cutest cute. thing. I'll show you pictures later. Okay. Um, but yeah, I have went on a few dates. Um, in fact, I made it a personal mission of mine, um, to go on at least nine dates in three months. Oh, that is awesome. And it, ha- it happened. And, um, yeah, um, I kind of pulled back on a dating after the three months though. Um, more just to take care of some things. That's but, smart. Um, that sounds like yeah. actually a really healthy philosophy. Yeah, and it was really it was a really great experience, and I learned how I am on dates, which is I'm really fun to be around. Uh, Hell yeah, <laughs> awesome. And I really do have a lot to offer, and you know it was a great experience to learn that, and it's like I didn't need to hide behind the that that personality trait of the the quirky funny yeah sassy guy you know yeah. i could have just i could just be phoenix do you think that was because you lost the weight or do you think that you just finally real or sometimes it's age too right you're like i think it was a combination cuz yeah. you know i lost the weight you know and the re- you know age brings realization to some things yeah and you know just a combination it was like you know what this is what it is so now what are you missing Cuddles. No. Um, I guess I'm trying to find the right words to yeah, put take it in. Time. I'm going to have some wine while I do that. Well, you know, they always say that this whole thing is like a dance. And I guess what I'm trying to get right now are the dance steps. Right. Right. Okay, cool. So I don't know how to navigate that part. Okay. So... I actually think that it would be an awesome. Do you could you agree to like set a um your it seems like you can follow gui- guidelines pretty well. Like you you are is that right? Yeah. I could be pretty programmed. Well. 
You can be programmed. I can be programmed. You can be programmed. Yeah. <laughs> but I still don't quite understand what you're doing totally wrong. Because I, th- I actually think if you're being yourself and people aren't accepting that, that's on them. That's not on you. You're just not attracting the right guy necessarily. Because if you're being Mm -hmm. transparent and you are who you are, that is, that's just a matter of learning how to attract the guy that can totally appreciate that. Okay. Do you feel like you know how to say no or attract the guy that you really want? Because also sometimes when we really want affection and love, we say yes to whoever will give it to us. And like rarely that's the right person. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to say no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know how to say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's understandable because we all want to be touched and want somebody to love us. And sometimes it's the the person that comes along that will give it to us. But right. then we give, then we just give into it. Right. Well, that's okay. I got a story for you, girl. Give it to me. <laughs> uh, speaking of can't say no. Um, after my last relationship in, ended in 09, um, there was a guy that I ended up in a, I don't want to say a relationship, a physical relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much what it, it was, you get in, you get in, you get off, you get out. Okay. Um, <laughs> sounds good. And, no, it um, sounds like it is what it is, it, right? It is. Right. You know what that is. Right. But, and, but every um, time you maybe think it's not going to be that. Right. Right. You go into it and you're like, maybe he'll stay for coffee. Maybe we'll go away one weekend. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then one day he actually did stay for coffee. Okay. And next thing you know, this whole thing went off in my head and then I didn't hear you're from him You're picking out months. China. Oh. Yeah. And then he came back again and then of course we went back into the whole routine and then I found out that he was married for six mm. years. To a woman? Yes. Oh no. And I did not find this out until August of last year. After you had already broken up with him? Um, no, we were still having a whole physical thing going on from oh nine until last year. Wow. And I found out he was married and that's when I was like, oh. Goodbye. God. <laughs> Why do people keep these secrets? I don't know. You never met the wife or anything, oh, anything, anything, I know anything, the wife. anything. Oh my, what? <laughs> and I had no idea that he was married to her because um, we all kind of grew up in the same neighborhood together. So when he approached me with what he approached me with, it was very much like, okay, like, you know, I've known you since yay big, you know? So why what not? You, what, how does that work? I mean, you don't have to tell me the deep, but like, what is he, what is, what did he say? Um. Do you want to get physical? Do you want to, He pretty like, much said, um, I've never been with, I'm interested in you. How about we do something? And that's the nice, I'm, I'm saying it in a nice way. Right. Because a whole lot of different language. Right. It gets you sexy know? when you're like drunk and I'll turned on or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's like that type of thing. And okay. Yeah. So then it was like super hot every time you guys were together. Oh yes, definitely. Okay. Like can melt the paint off the walls. Okay. Like, <laughs> so it's hot. So your body's like, hell yeah. Now, did he care about your weight gain or weight no, loss? No. And that was another reason why I fell into it, you know? Right. And yeah. And then just the fact that, okay, how, not many people are going to accept me at 280, 290, 300. So pretty much I thought, this is what it is. And that's what I'm stuck with. So when you became 280 or 300, when you became 300 pounds, Mm-hmm. You knew that you were dating a, a a man who was married to a woman that didn't tell her. No. No. 
I said I made the decision to start doing something about my body around June. Two months after that is when I found out. Well, see how the universe works? I want to pause here for a second. So this is you, you being protected, right? So you said, I'm going to put my foot down and take care of myself. And then mm-hmm. guess what happened? The universe stepped up and expanded and said, I'm going to take care of you because you're taking care of yourself. Even though it felt like a bombshell. It was. Well, it did. Yeah, but you did. needed to get out of that anyway. You didn't really, you didn't want that relationship. You want something more. So you needed to get out of it. So it, so the reveal came. Right. Right. Yeah. That allowed you to say, I'm going to do something for myself. And now that I'm losing weight, I'm now going to do something for myself mm-hmm. and get rid of this dead weight who I don't want to fuck every day anyway, as much as gratifying as it is, I want something more than that. (laughs) Okay, I mean, it was great. I know I have one of those two. I call him Wolverine. (laughs) He has a name, but he actually looks like Wolverine, and he's super hot, Mm. and I've become a puddle of nothing whenever he comes to town, and I I will go anywhere. Mm. And and it goes for like 10 hours at a time, upside down, handstands, and it's hot, but it is so... Oh, so so, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, but it's nothing. But it's it's nothing once we go outside the room. And and I mean, like, I'm fine with that for a little while, but it doesn't actually add up to anything gratifying for me. Yeah. Other than in that instant gratification, right. which is mm-hmm. hot, and I'm glad I have the story. But the story, the story ended after the first time, but it still went on for four years, which I think prevents other things from coming. That's my personal right. philosophy. So saying no is really hard. Definitely. Right? Because we like the attention. Because we like the attention. And then and, and, and we think we'll take a little nibble yeah. when we really want the whole fucking cookie. Yes. So how are you going to get the cookie? No idea. Okay. <laughs> what do you want? Ideally, I would like to, after a substantial amount of time in a long-term relationship, get married, three kids. Yes, old boys. <laughs> so you have, a, you have a pretty clear vision. Yes, pretty much, yeah. All right. So we need to just make this start to happen for you. Okay. Do you see anything other than getting... Like, are you done playing around? I've been done playing around for a very long time. Are you sure? Yes. Why? Um, Mainly because of the fact that after I get done playing around, I feel empty. Yeah. It's like, it didn't... Okay, I was fine for that two, three, four hours. Right. But then after you leave the, after you leave the room, it's like... But then next? you're like, I was not really... I'm not... Who would leave me? Yeah, yeah, like, like brushing your teeth and you're like, I'm cuter than this, right? Yeah. It's like, I know, it doesn't I'm, feel good. I'm better than this. Yeah. It's like, why should I keep subjecting myself to this? So no more hookups, no more one night stands. Okay, so, no. right, so you In fact, d- I'm abstinent until commitment. Okay, fantastic. See, I can't say celibate because celibate means I can't right. self-regulate. So, right, uh, <laughs> fine, abstinent. abstinent. But you can kiss and have little smoochies and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So do you feel like you need to lose weight in order to get the next guy or do you? Um, no. Okay. I mean, I'm losing weight from myself. Good. You know, I'm not losing weight for dating. I mean, it does help because I've noticed that gay men are shallow, but, um, right. That wasn't my primary objective. So we're, so can you, let's just come up with a specific too, because I feel like you will do really well with like a plan of exactly what to do and where to go and how to do this. So what if you went out on like three dates a month just to learn how to maybe say no to somebody who might want something that you don't want? 
So they're just people that you can mm. self-regulate the no with just in order to get used to that. Because then when the guy comes along that you really like and you're like, oh, my God, he's so hot and he wants me and he wants to have three kids and then you want to, you boom, you want to just hop right into bed. But <laughs> you don't really want that. You right. really want to plan the future before you hop into bed. But then you can maybe learn to have that muscle of figuring out, like, I can say no. Hmm. Okay. Because I think no is a really important word. Yeah. Because you can get affection from now your niece mm-hmm. and your friends and you can get, you can get, you said you had two cats yeah, <laughs> and things like that. So you're sort of getting what you need. It's just not in the way that like society sort of teaches us to do it. Right. Right. And then while you're like, you, you don't, can I point something out to you? Sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. But I don't really think you have a ton of body image issues. Not anymore, really. It was in the beginning. Like, I really looked at myself like, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I used to call myself Jabba the Hutt. Then at one time it was Jabba the Slut. Uh, (laughs) Good look at yeah. Uh, yeah, Love a good nickname. None of my one-nighters have names. They just have nicknames. The Argentinian, the Armenian, the da 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 Yeah, so, I mean, it was always something. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, I would say after I did my momentum journey, that I looked at myself differently, and a lot of those body issues kind of dispersed. My main issue, besides the... Besides the weight, was actually my my complexion at one time. In the black community, we were like divided by like our skin tone. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so if you're light skin, oh. everyone loves you. But if really? you're darker than khaki, you're just mistreated. Really? Darker than khaki? Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't darker than khaki? Who's quite black? a few people. But um, yeah. So it wasn't until. I would say, yeah, my early adult years when I actually began to appreciate my skin tone, you know, so everything's coming together now. All right. I'm I'm getting to a really great place. Well, I, I, Phoenix, I, I actually think that you, unless you're hiding a lot, which I don't really sense that you're keeping a lot from the show or from me. Like, I feel like you're totally on the right path. And I, I don't really feel that that often from people. By the way, we didn't really talk about this, but I'm a little bit of a witch. Okay. I have some intuitive things about me that I've started to, like, I can think about something and it happens. It's started to become very regular for me, like, where I can think about somebody and, like, that from six months, I haven't talked to somebody in six months, and they will literally text me within the hour. Or I just, things that I think are going to happen start happening. And so I just wanted to point that out because... Um, I, I don't, you don't have a major hurdle to overcome. You're like really strong and you, you, you're a beautiful person and you you. have an awesome journey that you know what you want. And it's really just a matter of staying on it because you've sort of stuck your flag in the sand and you're Mm -hmm. like declaring that this is where, this is who I am and this is where I'm going and this is what I'm going to do. So you're not a mess. Even if you have days when you feel like you're a mess, you're not. You know, you're you're human and we're all flawed and we have these little mm-hmm. things that we tell ourselves about like self-hate and yeah. you know, my boobs are never going to be bigger than my stomach and that is just 
for me. Like, it's just kind of a fact. And like, you know, but like you said, like you either love it or you don't. Right. And I don't actually, by the way, I don't think you're going to need a six pack to get Brad Pitt or the guy from Twilight. That's what that <laughs> guy is. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That guy is that guy. You're, you, you, you may, I don't even, even think you need to get to be close to that guy or lose another 60 pounds to get the guy, by the way. Thank you. I don't. I think you, I think you're like seriously going in the right direction. And, um, I, I don't know if I've said this on a show that we've actually used yet. Cause we've recorded a few shows that I'm not, <laughs> that we haven't used yet. There's no there. Mm. There's no there. And there's also no they. It doesn't exist. Wow. That just made my head rush a little. Right? <sighs> yeah. Because it's a fact. Right? This is actually like one me- big reason why I want to do the show. So that these little moments can happen, right? It c- yeah. kind of takes a while to get there. But like, you're not going to be happier when you're 60 pounds lighter. You might feel a little better. But you're still going to be up here in your brain. And you're still... And you're still going to be, you know, who you are as a core person. You might just be a little tweaked. Like, you know, I almost think the self-help industry has become too intense. And, like, we've now become obsessed with, like, helping ourselves and having a higher self. And God knows I've done a thousand of those seminars. So Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of them. But you don't need to be anybody to get the thing that you need. You already are. Thank you. So maybe just be gentle with yourself and just accept where you are like right now. And maybe the guy might even be right in front of you tomorrow. It's just a matter of actually looking at them and, and considering them a possibility because maybe you are perfect right now. Did mm. you ever think about that? No, actually. <clears throat> in fact, I was actually talking with a coworker of mine today and I was telling her that I have this uncanny ability of choosing the most unavailable guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I said I can walk into a room full of men and I'll say and just pick one at random and he'll be married or But that's he'll okay. He'll be taken. And it's just like and it, it is okay. You know, but it's just not but. Um cuz anything after but is shit. Um <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that's good. However, <laughs> it's when things happen one after the other after the other after yeah. the other. You know, it starts to come, yeah. become like this whole thing in your head. Yeah. And so that's like, oh, I already know the outcome. And in reality, you don't know the outcome. No. But you've conditioned yourself and you've already given yourself this conversation of, I'm going to lose. Correct. And I guess pretty much the reason why I'm even here now is because I would like to ha- figure out how to get myself out of that mental space of telling myself I've already lost before I've even tried to make the accomplishment. Here's how we're going to do it. Ready? Okay. You're out of it. Got it. Shazam. Got it. It really is that easy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're human, so we like make it so complicated. We do. Humans are crazy. And that's fine. So (laughs) you can still get a six-pack. Honestly, I never really wanted one. Great, then fuck it. (laughs) I just said I want to. I just want to be a thirty-four again. That's all I've. That's all I've ever left. All right, then you'll be a (laughs) thirty-four. Do you know what's so funny? I am okay. I just have to say this out loud because 
for me. It's like, for me, it's a big deal. I was 113 pounds when I was anorexic. And I can't believe I'm about to admit this. I'm almost 160 pounds right now. And everybody that I know is like, you look so good right now. You're so beautiful. I can't even believe I'm hearing this. But like, it's really, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a frame of mind. It's just because I've accepted, I've just accepted, I've like surrendered. I'm mm. never going to be a model. I'm never going to have, the, the everything's a little floppy, everything's a little whatever, right. whatever. And I'm, I'm just, it's, it's a state of mind. So if you don't want the six pack, you're, I mean, even when you get to the 34 Phoenix, the thing is, you're not going to be able to necessarily stay there either. No, not right. You, know, you so, always take that chance. Right. You, know? you always take that chance, but be gentle with yourself and just make it simple. Like what if it's not a struggle and what if you don't have to be a 34 to get the guy? My brother was saying something similar to this just the other day. Cool. Universe is crazy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny how it works? It's like yeah. sometimes we have to get pounded on the head to hear the messages. Mm. Maybe you're getting pounded on the head. Yeah. Not in a good way, though. Shoo. Uh. <laughs> 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 All right. I think we're going to leave it here for the day. Okay. And we um, have an awesome segment to end the day, which I was just wondering if Shirley... And Kate and George would like to participate in. We kind of do a round robin called What Made You Happy Today. Do you think we should invite our awesome producers and engineers to join I us? I totally agree with it's that. It's so fun with this microphone I right know, up right? here. And I want everybody to get one. <laughs> it's fat. All right. <laughs> so stay tuned for What Made You Happy Today because we're coming right back. That was real you looking back across the water. Falling like raindrops Rippling against the shame That was real You singing hallelujah Looking down a barrel Yeah, brother oh, Learning to laugh again Yeah, brother oh, Learning to laugh again Yeah, brother show is totally like a free basing i was gonna say but that's when you do drugs what do you call it freestyle okay freestyle this part of the show is like a freestyling segment it's called what made you happy today so for everybody in the room that has not participated before this is uh like a little gratitude and a way for our listeners to just sort of stop look around notice what's going on and we do that by us giving an example of what made you happy today so Phoenix, you've been such a good sport, and I would love for you to start. Um, long, short, whatever you want it to be, what made you happy today? Actually, it's pretty short. Um, what made me happy today was hearing my niece laugh. Oh, why? Yeah. What's so cute about her laugh? Um, she has the cutest... It's like, <laughs> one of those type of things, and it's just like... Just the fact that I was able to come home and hear that. Yeah. Because I was already like in this headspace, like I hate my manager, or I want to like I want to join ISIS just so they could blow up my job, you know. Like I was like <laughs> having one of those moments, and then I, as soon as my key went in the door and I walked in and I heard her, and I was just like everything was just like. Oh, I love yeah. little babies for that reason. Thank you so much for sharing them because I want my own little baby, and it's so true. They just change your, they just change everything in your world. Yeah, they really so do. Cute. Can't wait Does she live with own. you? Uh, oh, the pictures are coming out. Yeah, of course. 
pictures. The pictures are coming out. Yay. Okay, while you do that, I'm passing the mic over to Kate, who's a first-time Levine interventioner. Hello. Hi, Kate. All right. Today? <laughs> today I was so fucking happy when I was walking um, down the street in Brooklyn. I was on Bergen Street and the sun was shining and I was on the phone with my mom and I was just like, the good life is coming back. And I felt like I was thawing. I was really, really happy. Because it's been like, it's okay, the audio's not perfect. It's been a terrible winter. It's here. been the worst. Oh, We've been dying. Sucky. Like, you can't even look up. No. It's been so cold. I just wanted to like hide in a hole for the last couple of months, and now I'm reemerging, and my life is coming back. I'm back. Yay! The Yay. sun came out <laughs> yeah. today. I've reemerged. Thank you, Kate. Thank She's you. The guest one. Oh, okay. George is George is chiming in. Furious George. Yeah, what's up? God, I love that DJ name. Yeah, uh, dude. So, what's up? What made you happy today? Uh, what made me happy today was um, I actually hadn't heard from my sister in a while, and I was actually just thinking about her and. I woke up to a text of her, like one of her cats were like laid on it, laid on its back, and underneath it she wrote, "Draw me like one of your French girls," and it just made me laugh a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Humor does solves everything, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. All right, Cheryl, you're up. Excuse me. What made me happy today? What made me happy today was when the weatherman said it was going to be over sixty degrees. And I left work and went for a six-mile run on the Hudson River for an hour. What? Yes. Today in the middle of work? Yeah. Go, girl. <laughs> that made me so Six happy. miles in the middle of the day? Yeah. Did you go up or down? I went. I did three miles uh, towards the downtown. Like, I came all the way down here. Yeah. And then I turned back around. Good for you. Mm-hmm. That is rock star happiness. <laughs> yes. Um, I, what made me happy today, thanks for asking, is that <laughs> I, um, so I don't know who I think I am, but I've been taking cabs to work lately because in the winter it's been so cold that I cannot deal with actually walking to the subway and then back just because of where things are all located. And so I'm like, taking a little mental poll of all of these funny cab drivers that I got and the cab driver that I had today had the same birthday as me and so even though I think it's a ridiculous luxury and I can't even believe I became the girl that I would never become which is taking a cab to work every day until I can ride my bike I'm really finding the fun and learning who all of these men are and like I have this cool little ritual and the guys are really really funny like I've had, like usually it's a pain in the ass to deal with the cab drivers, and now they've become really funny. Like my, like my morning friends now. So that made me happy today to get a cab driver that had my same birthday, and he was really sweet. So that's it, folks. This has been Levine Intervention. Thank you so much for joining us. I would love a tweet or an email about what made you happy today, as well as any questions that you have. You can find us. I would love for you to Facebook, Google, tweet, Instagram, any questions, email. I don't know. What are they supposed to do, Shirley and George? I don't get it. George, tell them what. Okay, Furious George. Okay, you are now a character on my show, by the way, because I'm obsessed with your DJ name. Furious George is going to tell you what you're supposed to do, because I don't know. Thank you for joining me. It's really been a pleasure. George is going to close out the show. 
Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, just Facebook, tweet, uh, Vine, I guess, if you could fit your question in six seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That, that's about it. And you like what, Instagram a question? is kind of weird. Yeah, you can do video. Yeah, you get, you get more yeah, than six yeah, seconds. Right. Yeah, I don't use Instagram. Send so me an Instagram. Yeah, send, send Abby an Instagram awesome. and pertaining to today's topic about body image issues. Or if you have any other random questions. You know, that'd be cool, too. And if they, um, you know, they're funny, if they stick out, we'll read them on the air and she'll answer them. Find us on all social media. And thank you so much for listening. If you've actually made it to the end of the show and you've listened to the whole thing, I will send you $400. So send me your name in an email and I will actually do that. I heard the whole show. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, people. Thank you. Bye. Bye.